0: This is a standard nerds podcast.
1: How'd you find me now?
0: Hello, and welcome to a very special Christmas edition of How Do You Like Me Now? I'm your host, Will. With me, as always, is Liz. Hello, Liz. Uh,
1: Merry Christmas, Will. <laughs>
0: Merry Christmas to you, Liz.
1: Thank you. Tis
0: the season.
1: Bah humbug.
0: <laughs> this is the podcast where we go back and rewatch classic kids' TV of the 80s and 90s. However, as I said, this is a Christmas special, so this episode we're doing something a little bit different.
1: We've messed up the format.
0: We have messed up the format slightly, yeah. and we're going to be going back and rewatching watching a classic kids' Christmas movie of the 90s. Yeah. Do you want to tell the people what we're going to watch, Liz?
1: It's uh, two of my least favourite things in the world, Married Together. Yes. Dickens and Muppets. Woo! A Muppet Christmas
0: Carol A Muppet Christmas Carol It's an absolute Christmas classic I'm very excited because I love Muppets, not so much Dickens But I do love Muppets
1: That's great for you (laughs) You already know that I don't So I think it will be clear to the listeners Who's chosen this one We have watched.
0: We have watched a Muppet Christmas, the Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, is it? It's the I've always called it a Muppet Christmas Carol, but it is the Muppet Christmas Carol.
1: Okay, we're splitting hairs. Nobody cares. Yeah. Okay. It's Christmas Carol. There's Muppets and there's Michael Caine.
0: Michael Caine, the the legend himself.
1: He's done. There have been many defining performances in his career, but this is the one.
0: I mean, he's a cultural icon.
1: Oh, sure, but this is the one that I think our generation probably remembers him for most
0: <laughs> I think so oh I wonder how many stars there are like that where our generation remember them at not quite their lowest ebb but
1: this is not his lowest no, ebb no 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 this is the height of his powers <laughs> This is as good as Michael Caine gets. Michael Caine doesn't realise it, but he's not even acting in this film. He's playing himself, like, 20 years in the future. When he did that, like, shouting part about taxes, I was like, yeah, it's pretty much Michael Caine right now. (laughs) If you listen to anything Michael Caine says now, you are like, "Yeah, that's that's pretty,
0: that's spot on." <laughs> that's on the nose, right? On there. the
1: nose.
0: <laughs> but yeah, there's loads like 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 another Muppet film, Muppet Treasure Island. Mm. I think would have been a lot of people viewers of our generations' first exposure to Tim Curry.
1: Is he in that one? Yeah,
0: he's in that one. He plays Long John Silver, and he is hamming it up like nobody's business.
1: Yeah, but he's also he's has he has so many things. Mm-hmm. Pennywise, Pennywise, Home Alone two. <laughs> No, you know, <laughs> to, like all the things. Yeah, Rocky Horror. You know
0: all these. These are. You know he's got.
1: He's a legend. He's
0: a legend. Not
1: that Michael Caine isn't. No, Michael, Michael Caine's absolutely a legend. But absolutely you he know, is. things like uh, the Italian Job and Alfie and these things are of a different generation, and you come to them later. I think you've already seen Scrooge, so yeah. you're already Michael Caine is Scrooge to you.
0: absolutely, he is, and I think. Yeah, he is. It's up there. This is always one of those ones that's in that. When people do a list of ultimate Christmas movies, this is always up there.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. And having watched it now, you know, generally this podcast we're looking at whether things hold up. This could have been made yesterday. Like, oh,
0: absolutely. Good
1: it's then. it is perfectly. You know, it's what it intended to be.
0: Yeah.
1: When it was made, it's nineteen
0: ninety two. It's
1: it's the same now as then.
0: That's it. This this film is 27 years old.
1: That makes me feel old as shit. <laughs> I have to say though, it's not it's not one of my childhood favorites. As you know, I avoided anything to do with Muppets. Yes. And I lied for many years telling people, "Oh yeah, Muppet Christmas Carol, love it. Watch it every Christmas. Never saw it till I was about Nineteen twenty. But
0: It's one of those films you have to lie about having seen...
1: Do, have you that, done that as well? No, not
0: about this one, but about other films. Do
1: you want to confess any now?
0: Okay, uh, I'd led people to believe that i have watched Blade Runner when I hadn't. <laughs> I have now watched Blade Runner. Oh, okay. But I actually sat down and watched Blade Runner for the first time, like, six months ago. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's I, loads like that. I
1: still do that about all of the Mafia movies.
0: All the Godfathers. Godfathers. Godfathers
1: Goodfellas, Goodfellas. Casino Casino. I... I absolutely have to lie about having seen them because otherwise people will try and make me watch them.
0: Do you lie to your dad about this? Because your dad is a big film buff.
1: Yeah, he doesn't even ask. He just assumes. He'll just just be talking to you about it, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a great bit. Oh, it's a classic of the genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he doesn't. He just plows on regardless. He has no idea whether you've watched it or not.
0: This, though, I think, yeah, he's up there. It's one of those films that you you do lie about having watched, like Star Wars, like (laughs) Why are
1: you saying you lie about it? I think most people have genuinely seen this. (laughs) It's not hard to get through. I'm a Muppet hater, and I still manage to get through this relatively unscathed
0: yeah okay
1: i have to say one of the big drawbacks for me is it peaks too soon really my favorite song is that there goes mr humbug
0: the first song. The first the song. The first song of the film is your favourite song. That's the
1: best song. Okay,
0: see, now for me, I think it's the second song is my favourite song. What? Marley and Marley.
1: Oh, okay, that's the second song.
0: Oh, okay, is that the second or is that the
1: third song? I thought that there was one, because what I was going to say is it peaks too soon. I love There Goes Mr. Humbug. They're all joining in with it. The lyrics make sense with Christmas Carol, and it introduces you to the idea. I loved that one. And then the next one that I noticed is One More Sleep Till Christmas, right? Which is so bad. It's so bad. It's got almost no tune. And also, did they originate sleeps as a measure? This
0: is a thing I'd like to get into because I hate, I loathe, I detest the whole thing of only X more sleeps till Christmas. Right, because at no other point in your life do you refer to something as a sleep.
1: Well, I think people do. I think it's expanding. Sleeps as a measure is growing. You know, it's, it's only four more sleeps until my birthday. That's not a,
0: a world I want to live in.
1: I I think you hate sleeps as a measure I more do. than I do.
0: I really do hate it I'm as a measure. Not,
1: I'm not a big fan of it, but I can see why, you know, that makes, actually it makes sense because like when people say, Oh, it's three more days, is it like we yeah, but are you counting today as a day? You know? Whereas yeah. sleeps is sleeps is clear. Well tell me that it's not a better measure.
0: It's not a better measure because it sounds asinine. It okay. sounds infantile. What? It sounds like <laughs> when grown adults refer to their partner as the boy or the girl.
1: How many how many days is it till Christmas, Will?
0: How many days is it till Christmas? Right now it is the twenty 20- Second, yes. So it is twenty third, twenty fourth. So it's, th- it's two days till Christmas. Three days till Christmas. Days...
1: <laughs> See, you don't know how many days it is till right, how Christmas. How many sleeps is it till Christmas? Um, right. So there's tonighty sleep. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: twenty 30 sleep. No. Twenty 40 sleep. No! It's three sleeps till Christmas. No. <laughs> tonighty sleep. Twenty 30 sleep. 24th 40... Not Christmas Evey sleep. <laughs>
1: Oh, I don't want to be too cutesy pie about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh Yes, so, no, the songs peaked too soon. Wait, I'd listened. forgotten
0: that song. That's a measure of how forgettable that song Damburg, is. Mr uh,
1: Hamburg is a great song, and yet yeah, the, the Sleeps Till Christmas song, I was like, oh, that, this is it. This is why I hate the Muppet, is shitty songs sung by Muppets who have Muppet voices.
0: You are crapping all over the songwriting ability of Paul Williams here. Which Paul I will... Williams. Paul Williams. Paul Williams is a legendary songwriter.
1: I think he's the one who looks like one of the orangutans from Planet of the Apes. Okay. Is he that guy? A
0: specific one in the 70s when he had the hair and the glasses and the jumpsuit, right?
1: So he is that guy.
0: Okay. Okay. He is that guy. That's very mean on Paul Williams.
1: I don't think so. That's his look, man. That's his actual (laughs) look. He's a very
0: short man. Okay, but it's he, writes, he looks like He's an chimpish. amazing songwriter.
1: It's not that he looks chimpish. It's he literally looks exactly like one of the orangutans from Planet of the Apes. So a person orangutan, not just a, a regular orangutan. He's <laughs> way too orangey for that, you know. <laughs> it's not he's not enough red. For one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strawberry blonde. Strawberry blonde, isn't <laughs> it's, it?
0: No, he's not ginger. He's actually like white blonde. Oh, shut up! It's very light blonde.
1: He's an orangutan from Planet of the okay. I'm pretty sure they're modelled on him. Um, that's that's not a real piece of <laughs> trivia that I know, but I'm pretty sure. Someone saw him, remembered it, they were like, that's the look. <laughs> anyway, I, yeah, he does write great songs. He wrote great
0: songs. He wrote Bugsy Malone. He wrote the soundtrack for that.
1: Didn't he also write uh, for The Carpenters?
0: Yeah, I think he wrote for The Carpenters. He, he wrote, wrote that
1: one about... Um, just an
0: old-fashioned love song?
1: White lace and promises. A kiss for luck and we're on our way.
0: Okay, I'm looking at you blankly now because I don't remember that one. You know the Carpenters a lot better than I do, though. Shh,
1: that's a secret, Will. <laughs> don't be... People think I'm cool, man. Can't be <laughs> saying I know the Carpenters.
0: <laughs> Not personally. ha <laughs> ha! But no, this is the thing. The second song it is forgettable, but I understand why it's got to be there. Because otherwise, you've got There Goes Mr. Humbug, which is about setting out what a bastard Scrooge is. And then you have Marley and Marley, which is a, a downbeat one. You need one to establish this is a Christmas movie.
1: Marley and Marley's downbeat?
0: Well, I thought that was fun. It's, no, it's a fun song, but the actual message of the song is like about them being wrapped forever in chains now. With Marley and Marley.
1: I quite enjoyed Whoa. that one.
0: It's a great song.
1: Yeah, yeah, No, I thought that was fun. I did is that downbeat? Well, I guess the message
0: of the song is downbeat.
1: That they're forever enslaved because they the
0: chains they forged in life chains now weigh them life. down in death.
1: Yeah, that does that does bring it down a notch, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. haunted
0: spirits and they're trying did, to
1: Did ghosts in chains exist before Dickens did that?
0: Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Because he
1: basically invented Christmas. He
0: did basically invent Christmas. He There's invented, a movie about like...
1: that. It's called The Man Who Invented Christmas. Is it
0: about Dickens?
1: Well, yeah, that's why I haven't watched it. But um <laughs> But I I get that, you know, he he was part of this whole like, you know, let's bring Christmas to a sort of jolly, everybody, goodwill to all men yeah, type of yeah, vibe. Like, presents the, and celebration. Like obviously
0: the Christmas we have now is like a direct descendant of the Victorian Christmas. Yes. That's that's And
1: what, he was part of making that.
0: Yeah. So all yeah, of yeah. our like traditions like the tree and the turkey and everything else come from Victorian you know, times. But with that, I think, yeah, you've still got to have that establishing song of This Is Christmas. You've also got to establish the character of Bob Cratchit, because otherwise, you know, he just...
1: Is that Kermit the Frog?
0: Yes. Kermit the Frog plays Bob Cratchit.
1: Yeah. I have to say, because you go into, like, Scrooge's office, and Kermit the Frog is Bob Cratchit. That's, like, his main dude that works for him.
0: Yeah, he's clerk.
1: And then there's, like, a chorus of rats.
0: Yes, who are the bookkeepers?
1: Right. I've worked in an office. <laughs> And if I had to work with them, I too would be a fucking miserable sod. (laughs) Like They're always speaking in unison. They've got those ratty little voices. Well, they are rats. You know, they ask for a bit of coal, which arguments about the heat and the temperature of an office are always going on. That's Uh, true. They ask for more heat, and then... When they don't get it, they don't just, like, go away. they got to be dressing up as hula girls and taking the piss. That's a great little joke. I love that joke. (laughs) Honestly, I was like, that would fuck me right up. I would be such a miserable bastard if those rats were on at me all the time. Oh, can we have some more cold? No, fuck off. It's warm enough. Put a blanket on. Get back to work. But it's
0: not warm enough. As Rizzo says, when he comes inside, it's colder inside than it is out. Oh,
1: people always say that bollocks, don't they? If you think that, go and work in the street. It's a lie, isn't it? the books in the street. What do you mean keep the books in the street? You can't, the book, right,
0: this is physical bookkeeping. You can't, How are you going to do your job as a bookkeeper with your books in the street? Where are you going to put the books? What do you think
1: bookkeeping is?
0: It's writing in a book. Yeah. Several books. You
1: can't write in a book in the street. Well Where are you going to store the book? In your hands. You're writing in it. No, what about all the
0: other books you need? I, he's a money lender. This isn't like one set of books he's doing. He's doing books for all sorts of people. Renting out properties and all kinds of things.
1: I think you're just making trouble now. No, you are troublemaker. I think you're
0: making trouble. Asking like, people to go and work in the street.
1: Like those fucking new you. You like, remind me of Scrooge. It is a bad, a bad take. If I sympathise with Scrooge, it is. It, it is yeah, a bad yeah, take. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: you yeah. can't be on the side of Scrooge it's, at the end of the film. Fine to be on the side of Scrooge. Arguably, in the middle of the film, all right to be on the side of Scrooge. But if at I go at the start of the film,
1: he was right all along. Yes, they shouldn't have changed him. Okay, in the beginning. yeah.
0: If there's a bit where the charity people come in and and he I says, don't think "Do we not have workhouses and prisons for them? Let them go there." If you're going, finally, someone is talking some sense, then you're in the wrong.
1: No, I don't agree with that, but I do think it's rude to come to somebody's place of work and demand money for charity. We didn't
0: demand; they asked.
1: I don't like it when people ask you when you're in the pub. They come crawling along with oh, their tin yeah, cans. I don't like that. See, you see, Scrooge was right all along.
0: <laughs> wow, that's <was> quite a leap. <laughs>
1: There's a time and a place to ask for charity, and that time and place is never, because I don't want to give money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to have to make a donation in order to this. this Merry to
0: Christmas. Oh. But, I mean, that's the thing. So you have that establishing song about Christmas and Bob Cratchit, and then you have the Marley and Marley, and they set up the general premise of the film, that that Scrooge is going to be visited by three spirits. expect the first spirit when the the bell tolls one. And, you know, then up till now, you've had, you know, just you've had a good study. You've had basically a massive range of puppets. So you've had singing vegetables.
1: There is a massive range of puppets. And I'll tell you what I was thinking in some of those scenes, because you've got the Muppets puppets are front and centre. There's lots of them. And obviously the, the focus is them. There's people walking around in the background, like... Those people had dreams, you know, and they've got families, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to be in a movie. It's going to be on, you know, in cinemas. Michael Caine's in it. I'm in a real film, you know, Mum. I always told you I was going to make it as an actor." And they go, and you're walking around in Victorian dress, but the camera is focused on a puppet cabbage. Do you not feel a little bit sorry for all those actors <laughs> that were there? There were extras too. Talking grapes. <laughs> is that not like a slap in the face to the acting profession? I don't know. That Tell it me is. it isn't. Tell I, me it isn't.
0: I think it probably is, but it's no worse than a lot of other stuff they've had to do. Like what, you, what and, I, you and I have both known people who've been extras and done extra work. And yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. I knew someone who was an extra on the Snow White and the Huntsman, and he literally, the entire day was basically him in a muddy field running towards a camera and then them going, nope, let's try it again walking back 30 feet, and then running forwards again shouting. That in itself is pretty demeaning.
1: I get you, I get you. But when you see it on screen, you go, okay, I'm in the back of shot. But at least in the front of shot is like a famous actor. Whereas in this, you're playing second fiddle to some apples that... Somebody's drawn a face on.
0: But maybe you're more clearly in the shot on this one. And you're still in like you're still in a movie. You're still in one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time.
1: You're bigging it up a bit too much for me now. No, no, I'm putting it I'll let you have it as a greatest like one of the greatest kids' films, but it's like, you know,
0: don't push it too much. <laughs> it is one of, it is. We were literally talking about this two minutes ago. One of the greatest kids' films cri- yeah, Christmas I, movies. And I time.
1: started remembering actually watching it, I guess. So before we got on to um whether it was one of the greatest Christmas kids' films or whatever, we were talking about Marley and Marley and yes. them being in chains. That whole scene, there's some dialogue where Scrooge is saying, oh, you're, you're a bit of um, undigested beef.
0: There's, or a blob of mustard. Or, or a blob of mustard. Or, or a crumb of cheese.
1: There's more of gravy than of grave about you.
0: Which is... I,
1: I'm i assuming all of this is dialogue from...
0: Dickens. Dickens. Yeah, that must be. I've not, To my great shame, yeah. although I have a copy of Christmas Carol, I've never read it.
1: No, again, in the lying about what films we've seen, also lie about what books we've read. Yep, Definitely yep. lie about this Absolutely. one. Absolutely, you have Actually, to. Actually, I think I was in a school production of this. Really? And I I was the narrator, so I literally read it <laughs> aloud. <laughs> and I still <laughs> don't remember that, that if that's real dialogue, But I'm sure it is real dialogue. Because And they say, um well, <laughs> because it's Statler and Waldorf, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, think, I think are the names. Two of, of my favourite Muppets. Names of the Marleys. They're like, what a terrible pun! Which... I, I actually enjoyed seeing Dickens get heckled <laughs> because I think he's terrible I actually think Dickens is a <laughs> terrible writer I, I get why people like his stuff because it has it has these good ideas that that's why there are so many productions of it you know as well yeah. Christmas Carol has been done so many times great expectations you can do forever and ever and ever because the characters and the sort of concepts that he's got are great but actually reading it is such a dirge it's well, th- awful i hate it
0: i knew someone at uni who's doing an english degree and they they love really, they liked dickens and they did modules on dickens but mm. even some of dickens's work and they were a dickens fan they were like that is hard going i think they were like tale of two cities bleak times like i'm um, not hard Times," hard times remember tell me hard it's like this that times is, is
1: that is horrendous i did it at school I think that's the one where there's a character of, like, a school master, you know, headmaster or whatever, and he's a, a bad guy. He's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And he's literally called something like choke'em Child. And... Our English teachers, they loved it. They're like, ooh, what could that mean for his character? It's like, oh, I don't know. Mm, Choke him, child. Could it mean he doesn't really like kids? He's a bit of a bastard. Have a day off to (laughs) kids? Fucking hell, I could have come up with that. Uh, You know, Mr. Gradgrind. These are so literal, (laughs) these names, you know? And like you're saying... The titles, Hard Times, Bleak House. It's like he knew how fucking difficult it would be to get through these books.
0: Great expectations. Don't flatter yourself, mate.
1: I really am not a lover of Dickens. No,
0: this I know about you. This yeah, I yeah, know yeah, about yeah.
1: you. Anyway. But so- they do,
0: I think Dickens' dialogue, there isn't there. I do, I, just, I agree with you. I like the fact that they heckle him and there's a counterpoint and they cut through it.
1: They're doing him more than justice here. Oh, absolutely. You know, they're putting in a lot of his stuff and they're also, they're saying, you know, this is a bit shit, but go with us on it. <laughs> I think Muppets could do, actually, could... Could do more of the Dickens adaptations. Yeah. I would watch Muppets Great Expectations. I would watch the shit out of that. <laughs> it's like how two negatives can make a positive. Like I, <laughs> I hate Muppets and Dickens, but together somehow there's something that works. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah,
0: I know what you mean. There's some great there's great bits in it. I think when they have Marley and Marley, appear and they have their bit and they disappear after that. And then you have Rizzo and Gonzo have the little bit of commentary. And Rizzo says to Gonzo, shouldn't be worried about the kids in the audience? And Gonzo just goes, nah, this is culture.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like that. I always enjoy a kid's movie that doesn't patronize kids and is just like, ah, let them get on with it. It is it is quite freaky. I mean, we should get on to the, the ghosts. Yeah. You know, Christmas, past, present, and yet to come. Mm. You know, there's some freaky shit in here. Oh, yeah, yeah. You Christmas know.
0: past, arguably the first spirit to appear, is quite terrifying when she first comes on screen.
1: She's creepy, isn't she?
0: Ethereal floating child. The
1: floaty child. She's got a proper child's voice. Yep. She's floating all around. That effect is brilliant. It is. You know? Um, that's one of the best floaty ghost effects I've seen. Well, that's
0: like, was like four puppeteers operating that... Sorry, four muppeteers operating that puppet.
1: I read that she was in water.
0: Oh, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. That would make a lot of so sense. So the
1: puppet is submerged... And they had to build a special puppet to do it, obviously. But that's why the floating is so Uh, good, because that's that's all in water.
0: This is what I love about puppetry. I love these little workarounds. Like another great animated film that I love, which is Puppetry with Stop Motion, is Coraline. Mm. And there's a whole scene in that where she is running through the fog, and as she jumps into the fog or kicks it, the fog moves. Yeah and it's low, it's like fog sort of round to her knees and stuff. And when you watch it, you're just like, oh okay, well, she's kicking the fog. And then you go, well, hold on a tick. This is stop motion. Mm. How how are they doing that? And I saw like a making-of thing, and they had a little air gun, and they basically had to time sort of the the what the shot was going to be and do little puffs to get this stuff going in, and it's down to the animators to match up exactly to that. That's crazy. So that, yeah, and then they overlay the shot. It's, mm-hmm. it's just incredible. work. at It's like, again, in the same movie, everything grows as she walks along, and they just do the whole thing in reverse, mm. and everything is pulled inside I've itself.
1: I've seen that. That is amazing. But, yeah, I, you know, you said this film's 27 years old, but Christmas past, she still looks good. She looks great. Yeah. I accept that. But she is freaky. and oh, she, she also she takes off out of the window. Yep. Uh, with Michael Caine holding her tiny child's hand. Again, a bit freaky. And Gonzo and Rizzo are on the end of a rope. Yes. Now, I would like you to tell me, (laughs) as the puppet expert, (laughs) what part... Of Michael Caine is the end of the rope attached to
0: right. Well, I I thought about this as well. Yes, because they swing this grappling hook. I mean, first of, I think Michael Caine doesn't notice, which I can understand. You know, he's, there's a lot going so, on. He's not Michael Caine in this. He's in the role. He's Ebenezer Scrooge. He's suddenly flying out of a window attached to a small child ghost. He's not going to notice a grappling hook landing around him. <laughs> but. Who among us would? Exactly. But this is the thing. As they're flying along, this rope appears to be attached roughly at his waist. Yes. So I think, okay, they just wrap the grappling hook around his waist as they did Mm. around the tree branch until you see an overhead shot of him flying and the rope still dangling from them and there is no rope around his back and he's not undone his dressing gown. So I can only assume
1: that either
0: the grappling hook has clawed into his belly Mm. And because he's not wearing pyjamas, he's wearing a nightshirt, as mm, as mm. Victorians did. Uh, and, you know, it's only through the power of this spiritual journey that he is not being disemboweled. Mm. Or it's got him on the knackers.
1: It's round his dick.
0: It's round his... Maybe he's got Prince Albert and it's hooked onto that.
1: Wow! Wow! <laughs> Why would your mind go there? I
0: don't know. Michael
1: Caine, as Scrooge, has got a Prince Albert. Well, it's,
0: it's time period appropriate.
1: Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. All the rage, weren't they?
0: Yeah, they were. That's why it's called a Prince Albert. Once
1: they knew old Prince Albert got one, they yeah, all wanted it. they all did. All the misers who so- won't pay for coal <laughs> going out <laughs> getting their dick pierced. You know, the
0: Georgian period, they all got little miniatures, little cameos of, like, of um, you know, Kings and queens, they all carry little miniature pictures of. them.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's the same. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so it's a natural evolution of that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Evolution. What? I mean, back, back in the past.
0: Yeah, natural. What evolution from Georgian period? Oh, to, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Then you know, then you've got the Prince Albert. Oh no, I get then, you. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: you know, twenty. Then. Um, Victoria's later years, mm. when this whole idea of these sort of stage and stuffy and you know not very and very restrained Victorians comes out, we go no, that's a bit too extreme now, um, to have everyone have a genital piercing like the monarch. Yeah. What we do? Stamps. We'll put the face on the stamp. That's what we'll do.
1: So it goes: cameos, genital piercings, stamp. Yeah. Some would say cameos to stamp is a much more natural progression than the genital piercing phase. That was really kind of out there.
0: Well, like I say, it was, you know, it's that little bit of early Victorian reign. Why
1: in the fuck did we get onto a Prince Albert? (laughs) Right? I don't don't want to talk about Michael Caine's dick. Okay. So, oh, maybe I do. Oh my
0: God. Oh, Jesus.
1: (laughs) Because, not Michael Caine, but Michael Caine in the past. Right, not the child. Obviously, they go to his school as a child. Okay, thank God. <laughs> but when he's like a young lad with his you know, nearly in... girlfriend, yeah, when he's working, in... <laughs> that guy I don't mind talking about his dick because that guy is kind of hot. <laughs> the weird thing is, you sh- you can see Michael Caine. We know what Michael Caine looked like as a youngster yeah. because he's famous. Yeah, he's always been famous. Well, not since birth, but you
0: know, no, but it's since he's been a young man, yeah, was...
1: yeah, and that guy doesn't look anything like him, but no. somehow in this role he does.
0: Yes, I mean, it's almost like he was cast to look like a young version of Michael Caine as Scrooge.
1: It is, it's mad, isn't it? What a, <laughs> what a it's almost mad. like they went,
0: we've got Michael Caine as Scrooge, what should we get to play a younger version of him? Someone who looks like him, who could be a young version of him?
1: No, but wouldn't you Wouldn't you think, oh, I'll get someone who looked like Michael Caine when he was young?
0: No, I don't think I would, because...
1: It, it would have been weird if you stood there with blonde hair and glasses. exactly,
0: like, yeah. If you looking- <laughs> I only
1: told you to blow the bloody doors off. That would have been so weird if they'd done that, yeah. <laughs> that would have been far too Yeah, weird. yeah, I no, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it would have been even worse if you'd had him coming back and he's wearing his red uniform from Zulu. Yeah, you know, he's oh, wearing his yeah. Praetorian uniform, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, awkward. Oh. But I, mean, I starkly inaccurate.
0: That is one of my favorite favorite little bits of when they're going through the past like first off, yeah. when he's actually at school and mm. they go into his old schoolhouse, those four busts on the shelf of Aristotle, Dante, oh. Moliere. I want those. I could see I you enjoying want, that. I really want those busts. You're excited busts. about that, are you? I want those busts. Yeah. <laughs> like, I went to a new guy you knew had a bust of Nelson on his bedside table.
1: Actual Nelson or At- Muppet no, Nelson? A-
0: actual Nelson.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah. What I'm
0: saying is, I'd like a bust of Muppet Nelson.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I'd like a bust of all the Muppet great like classics. Are you fussy?
1: Like, you know, I've seen a lot of busts of Beethoven. I'm sure he could make a good Muppet.
0: Yeah, I'd like Rolf as Beethoven yeah. in bust form.
1: Yeah. That, that totally works yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'd
0: like that i'd like animal as bach <laughs>
1: uh,
0: if I, i'd like the whole of dr teeth and the electric mayhem as classical composers in bust form
1: cool that'd be really
0: that, my, my project's new year
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: make some muppet busts
1: make some muppet busts that could get weird
0: but going for, talking about young adult scrooge when he meets Belle his uh, okay, fiance. Yeah. We
1: should talk about Bell.
0: Well, before we talk about Belle, oh, okay, yeah. I wanted to... I'm so did, sorry. Did I jumped you, on your point and I got it wrong. That's right. Did you, did you catch the name of his employer? Uh, Fozzywig? Yes, it's Fezzywig in the thing. But Fozziwig is running Fozzywig's Old Rubber Chicken Factory.
1: Oh, yes. I did catch that because what um, Michael Caine is doing is essentially quite a serious performance. <laughs> and most of his lines of dialogue are from the the more Dickens kind of side of things. So hearing him say... Fuzzy Wigs Old Rubber Chicken Factory ah. does does stand out to me. Yeah,
0: this I know. This place. This is Fuzzy Wigs Old Rubber Chicken Factory.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a bit weird. <laughs> bit weird. I get, never, I...
0: never not be funny as a lad.
1: Sure, okay. You know, never pass up a chance for a joke. Obviously, yes. but um, but that
0: one I think is funny because it's Michael Caine as Scrooge in a nightdress and nightcap saying, "This is Fuzzy Wigs Old Rubber Chicken Factory."
1: Yeah. Well, he sells it, doesn't he? he does. Really, He goes he does. along he with it. He yeah.
0: sells it as best he can. Fair enough. So, yeah, Belle and Belle. young Scrooge.
1: Because there's a bit of controversy here about Belle. Is there? In that the edit we saw doesn't include a song from Belle and a little bit of Michael Caine. Right. Whereas there was like an original edit that did. Oh. It's it's quite a sad, poignant song. Yeah. Because obviously she's leaving him. And you get that they're splitting up from the scene. But it does it, feel skipped over. It feels a little bit quick, doesn't it? And yeah. that's because it's just basically an edit. They just chopped out a song. And so you go from the conversation to everybody's crying. And, yeah, it's a bit controversial. because A lot of people are like, well, it doesn't work without the song.
0: No, because it doesn't really make a huge amount of sense why Rizzo is suddenly in matters of tears. When, yes, exactly. Yeah. When she, he says, I love you, and she says, you did once. Yeah. And, and yeah, it, that's a sad, poignant moment. But, yeah, that's missing the song.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. missing
0: your, your low point song of the...
1: Well, the whole point of going back and seeing these episodes is the character of Scrooge. We're trying to get at, you know, what happened to him, when did he have, you know, feelings of love and positivity to other people and what changed that. And so this is a key, key well, this moment. This is the
0: turning point for him, really, because this is the point at which he says to the spirit, please show me no more.
1: Yeah, because he's before that, he hasn't really got into the spirit of Christmas, but at this point, it seems like he still could yeah. because he could find his, you know, his person and then he could be happy mm-hmm. and everything would be good for him and he would get into Christmas. But instead, he goes the other way, and that kind of, you know, thing of not understanding Christmas turns in, into him rejecting it and actively disliking anybody else enjoying it.
0: Yeah. That's it. And you know, that's the pain. That's the pain and the trauma. That's like the pain. The childhood pain of you know him being generally alone and sort of you know, he's he's kind of brushing off the fact he's alone and doesn't have many friends over Christmas. And yeah. I presume because it's a hard home life, or maybe he doesn't have maybe he's an orphan, maybe he doesn't have any parents, that kind of thing. And I
1: assumed he was an orphan. Yeah. I he was, well he
0: has a nephew, doesn't he? So I presume he has a sister, um or a brother, um, who's well, not in the picture anymore. You
1: can you can have multiple siblings that are orphans.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> No, I presume he was an orphan.
1: Orphan means your parents. Yes, are yes,
0: I know. Dead I know the what picture an orphan means.
1: doesn't mean that you don't have any siblings. No, I know. What I, <laughs> I know what an orphan is. I,
0: I'm not a simpleton. I know, I know what an orphan is. <laughs> but, I'm not a simpleton, but that's the thing. So yeah, okay. So you assume he hasn't got any parents, therefore he spends his holidays at school doing more work to try and hide away from the pain of everyone else. And it's that thing of you know you keep yourself busy so you're you know not distracted. Oh, God. From you. But no, too so distracted. you know you, rather than sort of dwelling your sadness, he goes no. I, I, I it's more. It he tries to hide it. He covers Please. it up busy. Well, no, he does. He covers it. This is why he says, you know, oh, I was generally on holidays, but a good, a good opportunity to get get more work done and that kind of thing. Of like, you know, he's trying to. You've spent shield
1: himself. Alone, you I have spent Christmas alone, haven't you? My house
0: spent Christmas alone. Did he's... you keep
1: yourself busy?
0: I, I. <laughs> Not in the same way Scrooge, I watch TV or do your Christmas movies and I drank some beer. He so he does that. So that's like his childhood sort of trauma. But then when he yeah, when Bell leaves because he's not, you know, he's more concerned with with money. Oh my god. His great concern is with making a fortune and making money when he's a young man. Because as an orphan, he never had that security. So he's trying to build that security. So he's afraid to commit to Bell unless he can give the security of a house and a living and everything else. But that headless desire for financial stability and security imperils and ultimately destroys his relationship with Belle, thus leaving him alone, embittered man, still with his single goal of accumulating as much wealth as possible.
1: So what you're saying is... Oh my God! Scrooge was right all along. Oh God! Belle is actually just a bit of a bitch because she won't wait
0: one more
1: year for him to get some money so that he can provide for both of them.
0: No, because it's always going to be one more year. It's always going to be another year, another year. It's not good this year.
1: You think it's always going to be one more
0: year? It's always going to be one more year because of this childhood trauma, because he's grown up in a state that doesn't care for children at this point. Dickens advocates social reform, including how you teach children. Oh, Oh my God, God, I'm defending Dickens.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, Dickens and social reform, that's fine. You know, that whole bit is fine. It's the writing I don't yeah, like. There's going
0: to be some Dickens scholars who are going to listen to this and go, duh, yeah. Yeah, I course. know. All
1: the Dickens scholars tune in, don't they? Oh, yeah. Uh, I fucking all, love it. All four of them. <laughs> Way more Dickens <laughs> fans than there are fans of our podcast. <laughs> you get that, right?
0: Right now there are.
1: on, thin ice. <laughs> so, come on, right. We've had Christmas past. That was a downer, Debbie Downer. Yeah. Christmas present, okay. Yeah. Definitely my favourite ghost.
0: Brilliant ghost. Fantastic Fa- ghost.
1: Fantastic Great big lad.
0: Know me, better man. What? That's what he says. Come in and know me, better man.
1: Oh, I thought that was his name.
0: Well, I think that's what he's referring... I think in the book, he's not called the ghost of Christmas present. That's a misnomer. That's thing. I think he's just... All he says, he's called the second spirit and he just says, know me, better man. So some people call him better
1: man. I think you just made that up. Okay. The only misnomer is that there's a Christmas future and it's Christmas yet to come. Okay. I think everything you just said is totally made up. Well, I'll cut that. Will often makes stuff up.
0: I'm cutting this.
1: Will often makes stuff up. And says it with conviction, and so people believe no, it. I'm Do cutting. not cut this, William. No, Do not cutting. cut. Okay, so Christmas present. He's a great big fella, and he's got a great big beard.
0: Great big bushy beard.
1: Full of colours, and it's all flighty. Yeah, I love that beard. I want to roll around in it. <laughs> it's beautiful. I
0: he's a great character.
1: oh he's great What did
0: you think of his song because it's another song about how Christmas is great and Christmas is Christmas
1: right I tell you the problem with the song yep right I I like a musical I like a song yep just thrown in The problem with his song is that he was singing it He's a Muppet he's got a Muppet voice yep Muppets can't sing they have terrible stupid voices Do you
0: think it's better when I mean they are people doing the voices. Oh! Right, not Muppets. You look to me like I was mental then. <laughs> I'm not saying Muppets are people. <laughs> I'm saying Muppets are puppets operated by people.
1: But the people are doing silly voices.
0: Well, they're doing voices.
1: Well, they're... they're what, so, okay, they're just doing normal voices. Well, they're, no,
0: they're doing voices.
1: They're doing silly voices. Okay, okay. They're not just putting on an accent, they're doing a stupid voice. Right, okay. And so therefore the song sounds horrible.
0: Here's a question. Did it sound any better when it was reprised later on with Michael Caine singing
1: Okay, that is a fair point. (laughs) I did not enjoy hearing Michael Caine sing. Ah, ah. I have to say, I thought he could sing better than that. (laughs) I thought most humans could sing better than that when they weren't (laughs) affecting a Muppet voice.
0: (laughs) Maybe he is affecting a Muppet voice. He's
1: not. He really isn't. What he's doing there, I either he got bored of it by then and he's phoning it in, or he's doing his level best, and his best is shit.
0: I mean, I this is I think that's a fair fair query because I'd also apply that to the dancing he does with the ghost Christmas present when he's singing the song.
1: That's some classic dad dancing. It's
0: really, really dad
1: granddad dancing. Yeah, yeah. It is the sort of dancing you do from your chair in a care home when some oh. like students have come in to sing you some good old time hits oh
0: god <laughs> oh god that's just depressing i've been one of those students who's going to care home <laughs> good old time hits and yeah people did dance like that but i didn't need to be reminded that's the, the grim specter of old age uh, sorry I thought... thanks a lot <laughs> merry christmas kids
1: I thought I was just doing a funny metaphor, not bringing back a terrible memory. Jesus,
0: it wasn't a terrible memory at the time, but it is now. <laughs> the impending spectre of death.
1: <laughs> mm. Well, in many ways, this whole thing is about the impending spectre of death.
0: Yes, and speaking of the impending spectre of death, the ghost of Christmas yet to come.
1: Well, the ghost of Christmas yet to come... Is a freaky, spooky bastard.
0: Yeah, that's a well-together like puppet.
1: A cross between a dementor and one of those Doctor Who weeping angel things. Yeah, he's because he vaguely makes a sort of stone noise when he moves, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. he's like from he the graveyard like a
0: statue. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's got no face, like a, a, just a hood. Mm. That's that's scary,
0: yeah. man. Yeah. Why do you need
1: that? Well, that's that's, that's how he's written.
0: Is it? Yeah, you haven't read it. No, but I've read it. I know enough about it. I've read it ha- enough.
1: Have- I've seen enough adaptations that if they all vaguely yes, look like that's that, that's the thing. That the ghost you. of
0: Christmas Past doesn't speak. Doesn't have a face.
1: You don't see him. There is a yeah, bit. I think Bob when Cratch- he has- Bob Cratchit's not a frog. Okay, this is a <laughs> this is a kids' movie. They could have done anything. But they're, you are know? supposed to be this- fucking animal could have played it's- Christmas Yet to Come.
0: Oh, but it's the dark night of the soul. It's the scary bit. That's why Rizzo and Gonzo check out and go. We'll see you at the finale. This is too much for us.
1: Yeah, there's no comic relief in that. No,
0: because you've got to have the dark night of the soul. That's the per- that's the thing that drives into personal growth.
1: Okay, but it is a bit dark.
0: It is a bit dark. It's supposed to be. It's not as dark as in the original book, because this is actually a bit I have seen about before. Okay, tell me. that Ghost of Christmas, yet to come, doesn't speak, but at one point opens his robe and has two children there called Need and Want.
1: Oh, God, I'm glad they didn't do that. Yeah. You can't open your robe and have kids in there. No, that's why this is never in any of the adaptations, but it's in the book. No, the hell, they can't do that. <laughs> Fuck me. That's, that's way out dickens not again dickens not again <laughs> yeah no i i thought he was well freaky i did i didn't think he needed to be that freaky but at the same time i do like that because i don't really like kids so no. fuck them
0: well speaking of kids uh, what do you think of bob cratchit's family
1: right so bob cratchit is kermit the frog yeah his wife's Miss Piggy, yeah. which that was a blessed relief because that means there's very little of her in the film <laughs> and I can't fucking stand it. <laughs> then they've got, right, they've got two girls who are yeah. twins, so it doesn't matter that they look Belinda the same. Belinda and Bettina, yeah. Then they've got, like, an unknown number of, like, frog sons. They've got two. Two. So there's, like, there's Tiny Timmy's the ill one. Yeah. I, I expected and Peter, that. who's the other one? Then there's Peter? Yeah. Why is he there? Well, it's
0: just he is. I presume he's a character in the book and they just put him in.
1: He was, like... I honestly thought he was a different frog every time I saw him. (laughs) I was like, is that Kermit? It's not Tiny Tim, because if it was Tiny Tim, he'd be coughing and carrying a cane. Oh, there's too many kids. Didn't need that many kids. Cut them out. Cut them out.
0: (laughs) Cut out the kids. What about Tiny Tim, though? Yeah. Tiny Tim, because you were, I think before we started this, you were a little worried about Tiny Tim, because you...
1: (laughs) why'd you say that? You could make me sound like a monster. No.
0: (laughs) Go on. You don't like Muppets at the best of times. Yeah. Um, you don't really like Robin, who is Kermit's nephew, who plays Tiny Tim.
1: Oh, well, I didn't know I didn't like him, but that does sound like me, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I'm sure I've expressed that before.
0: And when I when you said, who plays Tiny Tim, and I said Robin, you looked at me with a face of disgust mm. that the name Robin was used at
1: all. Yeah, because that's a bird, isn't it? You wouldn't call a frog that. I wouldn't get a pig and call it cat. I don't know why that's the example I, I thought don't of. Know either. I wouldn't get a mouse and call it pheasant. What, <laughs>
0: <laughs> mom? I I kind of get the point you're making, but at the same time, I don't because oh. it, Robin is an actual name. It's not just name of a bird.
1: People are called like sparrow, but
0: who name? You've met <laughs> someone called sparrow. It's probably, You've never met anyone called Sparrow.
1: There'll be some celebrity... Or Wagtail
0: or Partridge. There'll
1: be some celebrity that's called their kid Sparrow, and you know that.
0: Yeah, there probably will be, but you can't point to them, therefore it, I, I dispute that it's true.
1: Lark. Lark? Wren, that's <laughs> the name. <laughs> I don't know what's going on.
0: <laughs> anyway, back to... Shall we go back
1: to Muppet Christmas? Go- I'm not to- birds again, fucking hell.
0: No, right, okay, so anyway, we've... so Goose, right?
1: <laughs> Goose is a name. They call that in Top Gun, aren't they? That's a
0: nickname.
1: Okay, so I can get a, like a gerbil. <laughs> He's not... And nickname it
0: Goose. He's not Wing Commander Goose.
1: Oh my god, a gerbil called Wing Commander Goose. I could totally do that.
0: <laughs> That's a brilliant name yeah, for a yeah, gerbil. Yeah. If we get a gerbil, we're definitely calling it Wing Commander Goose. Can I have a
1: gerbil for Christmas?
0: Uh, it's a bit late now, I think. Yeah,
1: I don't really want them. No. They look like rats.
0: But. So, we've come through the dark night of the soul and we are and Scrooge wakes up and in the morning and you know, is a changed man.
1: He is, he's a changed man, isn't he?
0: Yes he is. He's suddenly happy, he's he's glad to be alive, he throws open the windows and knocks Rizzo and Gonzo into the street for about the eighteenth time.
1: Yeah, that joke gets a bit old on me, I've gotta be honest. Yeah, that one doesn't I preferred it when they set the the rat on fire.
0: Yeah. That's funny, isn't it? Like the lamp, not the rat, like the lamp, not the rat. That's classic. That is a great line.
1: That is a classic. Yes,
0: yeah, so he throws it over the window. There's the small bunny boy there that he... I, lo- a I like the, the little
1: bunny boy. Little bunny boy's nice. Little bunny boy. Although, uh, he says to the little bunny boy, can you go to buy that great big turkey that's in the window? Yeah. That is set up in Dickens' book, but not in this film. Mm-hmm. And then he makes the little bunny boy carry yeah, it.
0: Yeah, I had a problem with that. Bit this harsh, thing, isn't it? He said it's twice. He goes, Yeah, that one there, it's twice as big as you. Why are you making twice him carry Twice
1: as then? big, it's like four times as big. Why are you making him carry it? Yeah, That's just he's, mean. Supposed to, he's supposed to be a changed man. Yeah, and and he's yet a right he's, bastard. He's still still ordering about the help.
0: Yeah, he, is. he is. Well, he does give him five shillings, so he's now well paid help.
1: Well, I don't know how much is five shillings. Is that a lot?
0: Well, I don't. I honestly, don't know. I don't, I suppose I'm not you don't, familiar with.
1: You don't earn much being a little bunny boy.
0: No, in Victorian London. Exactly. Yeah, famously
1: bad times for little yeah, bunny boys. Well,
0: absolutely, <laughs> when they got a the chance to carry a goose for a giant turkey, a turkey for five turkey. shillings, turkey. Then, you know, it's
1: American-made film. It would have been a goose, wouldn't it, in the book? Yeah, well,
0: no, they are roasting goose at one point, aren't they? And then yeah, but makes a turkey what's bigger.
1: A turkey or a goose depends on how much you feed I think, it. I think a turkey. Think you it. only think that because you want to agree with the Muppets. No,
0: because I've seen it. I'm right. I've this is I've seen a turkey and a goose. Oh. I'm trying to... Okay, that's fair. Both being roasted, <laughs> and I'm trying to judge which is larger. No,
1: that's fair. But then I'm also
0: confused with the cape on. Don't no, start. I yeah. think, I think goose might be slightly wanker. larger than a... Depending on how fat this goose is, goose might be larger than turkey.
1: Middle-class wanker. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, it's... Anyway, when they get it, it's a big... It is a big turkey. And then he just takes it, turns up at Bob Cratchit's house... With all of Victorian London... Guess,
0: would you mind if we stop by for a little... Well he says, get, would you care to join us for a turkey dinner? Yeah. It doesn't say, in your fucking house, mate.
1: Well, and I, su- I assume she's got to cook it. Yeah. will be doing that fucking... That's a raw turkey. they would be doing that fucking thing all day. Yeah. right. A turkey? You, how that's how, four times as big as Tiny how, Tim? How long do you think it takes to cook a turkey on a spit roast? Oh, my God.
0: Days. Literal oh, days.
1: Yeah. yeah. When but are yeah. they going to eat... I Boxing
0: Day, that's the thing. And then you've got Rizzo and Gonzo doing their final little closing off bit saying, "Oh, we you know Tiny Tim did not die and everything else and everything's great and happy." And meanwhile, there's a fucking parade of people wandering into that tiny little hovel yeah. that Bob Cratchit lives in.
1: Doesn't invite him to his own house, does no, he Scrooge? No, he doesn't. No. Doesn't Bob invite Cratchit. him to Fred's
0: house, which is even bigger again.
1: The true meaning of Christmas is impose
0: that on friends and neighbours.
1: Impose on others and it's Christmas they can't turn you out. Yes. <laughs>
0: Merry Christmas! Merry. But, I mean, that's a bit of a weird note to, to Bob, wrap it up on. Bob Crossett
1: just wanted a nice, like, quiet family Christmas because he never sees him because he's always at fucking work. Now he's got to t- entertain half the city.
0: Yeah, but on the plus side, his I Actually, no, I presume at that point he doesn't know that his son is about to gain a benefactor who's going to... Well,
1: he does tell him he's going to pay off the mortgage, though. Yes. Which is pretty fucking generous. Well,
0: he is pretty generous. I Although mean, he
1: probably owns the mortgage, Well, that's the thing. he a... can
0: just write it off. He's What's an absolute bastard.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But, I mean, this is the other thing. He hasn't countermanded all the eviction notices for Christmas Day he sent out. He's got enough time. This thing, he's got enough time on Christmas Day, when everything is shut, to impose all these shopkeepers to open up so he can buy a turkey and buy all these presents. Yeah. And then he you know, swattens off into Bob Cratchit as everyone else is, and then, you know, he's still chucking people out of their ears.
1: Very demanding, isn't he? He is. He's he quite hasn't, demanding. He hasn't learned anything about a sort of sense of entitlement that he has. No, humility. As a, as a sort of middle-class member of society. You know, he goes to, like, the poor area, and he's like, what's this shit shithole here?
0: Yeah. He doesn't... It's quite quiet here.
1: He hasn't learned anything about class privilege, which you're is... saying the-
0: Dickens' me- Dick- message. I was about to say method. Dickens' message is flawed, you're saying?
1: No, I'm not... Because I haven't read the book. Okay. Well, oh, the
0: Muppets interpretation. Dickens' version. Purely
1: just commenting on the Muppets. The takeaway <laughs> from the Muppets version of Christmas Carol. It'll
0: be A lot of takeaway from a turkey that big.
1: I feel like whenever we get onto birds, our podcast falls apart.
0: <laughs> okay. So quick wrap up. Who was your favourite character?
1: Who was my favourite character?
0: Well, your favourite. Yeah, your favourite character, Muppet.
1: Well, I definitely don't have a favourite Muppet. I refuse to be suggest that I do I liked the big Christmas present the big beardy guy
0: who's a Muppet
1: yeah 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 no I get that Yeah, but I only liked him in this I don't want to see him in EastEnders you know <laughs> not arguing for a wider spread of his career I'm just saying he was alright in this you know I liked him I mainly I wanted to touch his beard and also I'll tell you what else he dies in a day doesn't he so if you get sick of him he's gone Which, I think that's the ideal sort of Christmas guest.
0: (laughs) One who's dead 24 hours after you meet them? Your ideal Christmas guest is dead by Boxing Day?
1: (laughs) I'm just saying, they don't outstay their welcome. They don't outstay their welcome. (laughs) There's there's a time on Christmas, right, (laughs) when I've eaten a lot, right, and I can't, I can't eat any more Quality Street. But I don't want to find all the good ones are gone just because somebody else is having it. All right? You'd only be left with
0: the coconut eclairs.
1: Exactly. And I was just saying, if everybody just, just dies <laughs> 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 in a timely fashion, then you can crack on and eat up all your leftovers. <laughs> finish it. Finish your own Quality Street. You bought it. You should have it. <laughs> So, I mean,
0: this is a little off topic, but, but am I getting the sense that you want your own tub of Quality Street this Christmas? <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, all of this is just me saying <laughs> you've eaten all the best Quality Street and I'm not happy about it.
0: <laughs> well, I apologise. So before I go and get some more Quality Street, Liz, The Muffet Christmas Carol, how do you like me now?
1: I will say... I hate Dickens, I hate Muppets, and yet this is a great movie. Yeah, and it, it hasn't aged a day. in my opinion, looks as good now as it ever did. Yep. I think that any child nowadays would would still watch it and get a lot of enjoyment from it. I think it is a classic. I've been very, very mean about it, but in in all honesty, it totally works.
0: I could not agree more. I think this is a fantastic, fantastic film. Like I say, it's timeless. I think it just it just works. It just works. And everyone should go and watch it. So that's, I think, our conclusion. If you're after a Christmas movie recommendation, you should, you can't do wrong with The Muppet Christmas Carol. Fair enough. Fair enough. Liz, thank you for joining me. Thank you. For this special Christmas episode of How Do You Like Me Now? And uh, everyone, thank you for listening. Please listen again soon.
1: And have a Merry Christmas. Merry
0: Christmas to all and to all... Okay, so together. God bless us, everyone.
1: I'm not saying that.
0: This is a Standard Nerds podcast.